Hey guys, you are listening to another sharpening session with Iron Wifey this week. Today's guest, I have Whitney Holman. Whitney is a fitness guru. She's a yoga guru. She's an Instagram guru. I am a huge fan. I follow her and she has an amazing blog called Flow in Favor. And so I just want you guys to tune in to me and Whitney's interview. Hey, this is Whitney, and you're tuned into Iron Wifey. Sharpening Sessions. Whitney, how are you today? Oh, I'm feeling awesome. Can't wait. Really excited and super, super thankful that um, I can be a part of this today. Awesome. Well, I am glad to have you, and I'm super excited that we get to chat a little bit about what the Lord is doing through you and to you. Can you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Okay, man, where do I start? So again, my name is Whitney. I'm originally from New York, um, but I've been living in Dallas for the past five years. Um, Super strange, like professional background, but I was a teacher at one point, and then I transitioned to a nonprofit, and now I'm in business consulting. Um, So I travel a bunch, but yeah, just live a really crazy, hectic life, and I'm really just trying to take the time right now to explore, you know, what God is really trying to tell me professionally, personally, and how I can really find the intersection of all of that all the time. That's awesome. And coming from New York, what led you to Texas out of all places? Yeah, it's so funny. So um, I went to undergrad and was super focused, thought I was going to go to law school, and just realized I was going to go to law school so I could be a lawyer, but not because I wanted to go to law school. So Um, ended up applying to Teach for America because I was like, you know, I don't really know what I want to do, but I do know that where I'm from, where my cousins and family are and where I am right now, uh, there's a pretty big jump. And if I can give back as I try to figure out what I want to do, education is the best place for me to plug in. So I applied to TFA and they just placed me in Dallas randomly. Um, But I was all for it because I wanted to go somewhere where the cost of living was pretty good and the weather was warm. And I've just been there since. That is awesome. And it's so funny that you are in TFA. I just got a text message and email from them yesterday because I originally Ah. applied. And then I realized that it didn't quite meet with my schedule for the first deadline. Mm -hmm. And I've got a new job since then. And so now they're like, hey, you have one more deadline. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just got a new job. Now I don't need it. That's so funny. (laughs) So that is like mine. (laughs) How has teaching or how do you think teaching has pretty much shaped your life now? Oh my gosh, I think, um, so being a public school student, I thought I knew everything it would take to fix a classroom. (laughs) I thought like, all you need is a good teacher, right? And teaching was by far the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Um, I don't think there's anything I will do that is harder. Um, And not only just from like the teaching aspect, I taught eighth grade math. I was in the middle of middle school in a new town and just learned so much about myself and about patience, but just about like what it takes to to survive in places um, that are different from where I'm from. And I thought like, okay, you know, I lived in New York. I I get the world. Um, But having access to things like public transportation or um, for me, I got to go to high school in any school that I um, would apply to across all five boroughs and just like the difference that access really makes in a child's life has just been so so impactful and now um, my first group of students are 
seniors in high school and some of them are getting college applications back and some of them are, you know, just delivering their first children too. So it's just really interesting and really an emotional commitment um, having left the classroom too, knowing that I'm still going to be Miss Holman forever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm always going to be their teacher, but it's just, I know it's pretty tough, like emotionally, um, but I really, really enjoyed it. And I think my, my students really shaped me to be the person I am today. That is awesome. See, that's why I thought about going into teaching, but you know, some people just can't be you. <laughs> no, that's what everyone says. And I promise I was not like that soft-hearted person that thought I would always be a good teacher. And there were so many days when I was just like, this is not for me. <laughs> like I need a way out. Um, but just in hindsight, it was just an awesome experience and I would do it again in a heartbeat. That is awesome. And I'm so glad that you found something that you love. And so... Mm -hmm. With this interview, this month, you are featured in uh, the Iron Wifey magazine, and we're focused on the written word, and you have a blog. Can you tell us a little bit about your blog? Man, um, so it's so funny you ask about this, because I had been toying with the idea of blogging for, like, years. Um, I did yoga teacher training back in 20, ooh, hold on, give me a second. I did yoga teacher training back in 2016 and um, really enjoyed it, definitely strengthened my yoga practice, but I did come to realize that there were certain things that weren't necessarily rubbing me the right, right way or certain things I didn't necessarily like about the training, um, specifically like chanting and just things I didn't have meeting with or I didn't necessarily align to that I didn't want to bring into my yoga practice, and it really left me feeling confused. Like, should I continue doing yoga? Um, is this for me? Is this a space I want to continue to put myself in? Um, and so first I was like, I really want to create a yoga blog. And so I bought a domain, kicked off a website and just never got started. And that was like over two years ago now. Um, and so the current comp, uh, concept for my blog now, I've just been like praying on it and trying to push past like the initial fear and mm -hmm. awkwardness I felt about starting a blog and trying to sound like an expert about something I wasn't necessarily sure I was expert, like, led in, um, but, yeah, just officially launched in January after about six months of contemplating and nerves, and I'm just hoping that it's a place where I can find an intersection of faith and fitness and just lifestyle and everything that, that makes up me and just find a way to write about it and share it with people. That is awesome, and you launched January of this year? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm in love with your blog and I didn't, I had no That's idea so funny. you just launched it. <laughs> yeah, I just launched. I'm still struggling. I mean, um, so it was really like a confidence block for me because I knew I wanted to launch. I bought the domain, had the website set up for months, had even written a few posts, but was just too nervous to press share and let everybody know that I had developed it. So I officially like shared it in January this year. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And so the name of your blog is Flow in Favor. Why did you decide on that name? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when I initially started the blog, I um, went under the guise of like Yogi Fit Wit. I was like, I'm fit. I like yoga. Um, that's basically all people should know, right? But <laughs> this time around, I really wanted to find a way to bring forth the fact that like my faith is a big reason that I continue to yoga. Um, it's a way that like I connect or yoga is a way that I connect with God like every day, um, whether I clear my mind, the way that I find myself being my best self. And so I thought about a lot of things that like 
or like, you know, Christian keywords that really stuck out to me. So I thought a lot about grace and just like, oh my gosh, you know, thank God for grace or that he would afford me grace because I have made so many mistakes mm-hmm. in my life. Amen, um, you're not alone. This, yes. <laughs> and beyond that, I thought just about favor, like just there's so many ways I've, again, made mistakes or questioned myself and just been so unsure. But like through God's favor, I've ended up where I am personally and professionally and just health wise. And I'm just like so grateful. So I thought the flow of yoga and the favor of just like Mm-hmm. God continually showing me favor was just a perfect marriage for the, the title. It, it really is. It really is. And I am. A, oh, I'm glad you like it. I'm a huge yogi. I am nothing like you. Um, I'm no. still in the beginning stages, but there's something about being in a yoga class and allowing yourself to feel yourself, you know, and mm-hmm. to be in your own body and just feel what God has created and just accept that and sit in that moment for just a minute and see how you breathe and how your body reacts to different things. Yes, yes. It is amazing. And so I completely understand where you're coming from. And I'm glad that you were able to connect your fitness and your faith because I sit in yoga class and they say, you know, like different things that I don't know, or like they hum and um, and I don't, yeah, I don't participate yeah. because I'm like, this doesn't seem, seem like it's led from the Lord. <laughs> um, so I definitely see where you're coming. Yeah. And so in regards to your faith journey, when did it all begin? When were you first introduced to Christ? Yeah, it's so funny you say that because um, I grew up in a Christian family. I actually went to Catholic school from K through eight because, um, well, one, my family wanted me to have a good foundation just of knowing God and knowing Christ, but also the schools in my neighborhood were not very good. So my mom was like, what can we do to make sure that you can like just go somewhere where you'll have a little bit more structure and discipline? Um, so I went to a K through eight Catholic school. My family's not Catholic, but um, again, just for the structural purposes mm-hmm. and then after eighth grade, going to high school, my parents were like, okay, this has been great, but we can't afford to send you to like non-public school anymore. Um, so, you know, I went on to public school, went on to college and in college, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was super religious. Like I knew about God, um, didn't pray a ton, didn't go to church really ever. Um, I feel like I tried to go a few times. It just felt like very insecure or just like not sure where to plug in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I moved to Dallas, I tried different churches out. And I think around like 2014, I found a church I was really, really liking. Um, I started going with my boyfriend. And then in the fall of 2015, I was baptized there. Amen. I started fresh. Yes. Amen. That is awesome. How has starting your blog helped you in? your faith walk? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So before I actually started the blog, um, I was using Instagram really as a way to like, just talk about faith and like test the water. So I was really, really nervous about, you know, one, the whole purpose of social media is kind of to share with other people. Right. And mm-hmm. a lot of people that I follow or that I interact with are not necessarily Christian or might not want that stuff on their timeline. So I was, kind of anxious about that and about sharing um but just like through time and writing captions or just like studying the word and then applying that to my yoga practice it became a lot easier for me to just like get to the point where I could share and share more freely and so now that I'm taking a step to jump from like little baby Instagram captions to full blog posts um I'm just really trying to think what are the things that one I worry about or like 
am nervous about or worried about as a Christian or like what are the aspects of my faith that you know some people might not know about me just off the street and like how can I like use that as a connection point for other people I love it I love that (laughs) (laughs) so so funny going from Instagram like you said going from Instagram to vlog posts it is completely different you know you get 140 characters to full-out stories a lot (laughs) yeah so how do you I mean I guess how do you schedule your blog how do you schedule how do you keep up with everything oof I mean it's definitely a work in progress and that's something I just like try to work on I need need to work on because I didn't post this week and I was supposed to um but I don't know if I mentioned this before, but because of my current job, I typically travel out of town Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds really fun, but you know, in reality, like I'm outside of Dallas, I'm outside of my home, I'm outside of my comfort space, and I'm focused 100% on work um, for a majority of the week. And it's kind of tough to make time um, when I get back to the hotel room at night to get it together. So I spend a lot of my weekends, like I wake up early on Saturday, I'll go to a yoga class, and then I'll spend a few hours at um, a Starbucks is trying to crank out as much as I can. It's a lot of ideation at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Post I know I want to write about that I haven't, but I'm trying to get it together. Um, and then another resource that's been great for me, I know two other friends that are interested in starting blogs, and we started like a small accountability group. And so every other Saturday, I think we missed last Saturday, but we try to do bi-weekly. We'll just have a call and we'll start off um, on the conference call and say like, okay, what are we trying to work on this week? Then we'll put ourselves on mute for like 45 minutes or we'll hang up and call each other back at the end and just share like, okay, how productive were you? And it's kind of good to have somebody who's going to hold you accountable knowing that, you know, at the end of this 45 minutes, I have to report back and say something. So I should probably get something done. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm going to start calling my friends like, hey, y'all, we need to have a conference call. (laughs) Do it. It's so helpful. Mm -hmm. Because we need that accountability. Because I know as Mm -hmm. many times... As I say, I'm going to do something. Procrastination is so real. It really is. Truly. Oh, my gosh. So you mentioned that, you know, you're out of town for three days a week or three to four days a week for work. How do you balance your faith in your workplace? It's really, really tough. Um, But I've been working through it so I use a few apps that I think help me just like stay centered or get focused during the mornings. Um, So have you heard of First Five? No. It is awesome. So it's actually like a woman's Bible study. And right now, like every day they'll have a different one or every weekday at least. Um, And right now they're doing a a study of Second Kings and they've done First Kings, but it's basically um, designed to be like a five minute devotional that you can just start the day off with. Like your first five minutes of the day, here's something you can read and really get centered. And then also just like learn the Bible and like study it Um, because I personally had never read read Kings before, um, either one or two. So it's just a really good way to get centered and like go into the day knowing, you know, knowing that God is behind me, um, just reinforce, reinforcing what is important to me. Um, Okay. There's also this, I listened to this podcast called uh, The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. And it's not a Christian focused podcast, but there was a guest on it one time. And of course I can't even remember her name, but she talked about, um, she calls it her like three, three steps to getting ready in the morning, basically. Okay. And the first thing she does is she wakes up and she like recites like Psalm um, 143. Mm. And it's just like, she calls it like the morning prayer. And it's just like, 
I'll read it to you so I don't get it messed up. But it's it's really like helps me get focused every morning of like God just help me start off on the right foot. God just like remind me <laughs> of everything that I like am that I could be that you are with me um, and help me take that forward to the day. So it's um, Psalm of 143 and eight, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love for I put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go for to you, I entrust my life. I'm like, boom, that's like, if I don't get any other devoted time today, I know I like started the day off right with mm-hmm. that. And then she says like, look at your calendar and then just drink water. Um, so something that's like health related and like professional related, but it's really a way for me to start the day. And then um, the last thing I do, I just have a little post-it I can show you real quick. It's on my computer. Um, it's like <laughs> I'm rotating like a few Bible verses that I need during the day when things are getting crazy. And I'm like, as a reminder, like God did not give you a spirit of fear. Like as a reminder, like just bless the Lord at all times, like throughout all of it. Cause it's, it can be a lot. Yes. And so the people listening cannot see your post-it, but what are those three verses that you just showed me that are, that lead you through your day? Yes. um, The first one is Romans 8 and 35. Um, Then I have Genesis 28 and 15. And then lastly, which is like one of my favorite verses, and it was actually the first post that I shared publicly, uh, just like 2 Timothy 1 and 7. um, Just like, girl, stop being afraid, (laughs) you know. Yes. So that is definitely, definitely something I'm going to have to look look into. First five, when you first said that, I thought about this speaker and I don't know what her name is, but I know she did a TED talk and she was saying how whenever you find yourself wanting to procrastinate, you count down to five and she calls it her five second rule. You literally count down to mm. five and you have to get up within those five minutes and make a move or else you won't do it. And it's anything like when you wake up in the morning, oh, that. you want to sleep in, like, she's like, yeah, you, you wake up and you're like, that alarm's going off. You have five seconds in your head to think, am I going to get up or am I going to go back to sleep? And within that five seconds, it applies to everything in life. So yes. that's what I originally thought you were going to say, but I love the first five that you brought up. And so by, you know, putting both of those together, I, I yes. think I can make something happen. <laughs> Yes, if you can find that text, I'll send it to me because I am like queen of 15 alarms every morning and it's a mess. So I gotta do better. <laughs> you are not alone. I think I have about 15 as well. And my husband thinks yeah. I'm crazy. So, you know, it just, it happens like that sometimes. <laughs> so uh, I'm sorry, we, we got off on a little tangent, but back <laughs> to flow and favor. And yeah. actually I'm going to take a quick break And we're going to be right back after a quick message. Are you enjoying the podcast you're listening to right now? No worries. It doesn't have to stop here. With more podcast interviews, blogs, and our monthly magazine, we want to invite you into our community of sisterhood. We are Daughters of a King, which makes all of us sisters in Christ. As sisters, it's our responsibility to encourage and inspire one another. Because at the end of the day, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. Check us out online, ironwifey.com. That's I-R-O-N-W-I-F-E-Y dot C-O-M. Okay, so we're back, Whitney. Thank you so much for yes. joining me again. I'm so, 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 so grateful <laughs> for your time. And the last thing we were talking about was definitely um, your work life, balancing faith in the workplace. We kind of discussed uh, how you started the blog, 
um, why you decided to call it Flow in Favor, what you're doing with the blog. And so I just want to, I kind of just want to dive into your blog because the magazine this month is focused on the written word. And so I want to know how the word of God encourages you to write. Yeah. Okay. Great question. Let me think. Um, so I think I mentioned this earlier too, but I really, really, really struggled with like coming out with a blog, just feeling like, am I capable of doing this? Right. Like um, I know people who've been to divinity school. I know people who've been to church, like active in church their whole lives. And that's just not my story or my ministry. Um, and so when I think about like, you know, if I was, a young Christian or like someone looking to learn more about God, would I turn to my blog? Like, oh my gosh, you know, who am I to, who am I to really be writing about this kind of stuff? Right. But I think just like through studying and prayer, like there are just so many instances throughout the word where God just tells you like, you do not need to be the biggest, the best, the loudest, the most experienced, right? Like if he could work through Noah, through Lazarus, mm -hmm. if he can work through Peter, like why can't he work through me? So, um, I just thought the blog is an opportunity for me to just step outside of my comfort zone and, you know, just say like, God does not ask for the best and the shiniest people to be Christians. He wants us to all see the glory. And this is my opportunity to just like share that with other people who might not always feel like the model A1 Christian themselves. Yes. That's so crazy. I just saw a quote the other day on Instagram that said, God qualifies the unqualified. I'm going to write that down. That is a good one. <laughs> That's me. I'm not qualified. I'm trying to learn and trying to be careful about what I write about and what I say. So I'm just like very careful too to be clear about this is my opinion. These are my feelings. This is how um, God is speaking to me, you know, but it's hard. It's okay. None of us are perfect. <laughs> I am definitely far from it. <laughs> so you are definitely not alone. But I did. I saw that quote and I was like, oh my gosh, that is everything. Yep. Yes, yes. And it's funny you mention that too, because um, there's a post that I've been trying to draft for like two months now, and it's about praying in public. Mm. And not even in public, but out loud. And I think a lot about how, um, you know, sometimes we're at church, and our pastor will say, like, turn to your neighbor and just pray over them. And there are some people where like the words just come out of their mouth so clearly, so easily, so freely. I'm like, man, you've been practicing or something like you're good at this. And I am the person that always gets kind of quiet and um, choked up. And I'm like, man, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Or like, is my prayer going to be good enough to say in front of other people? Um, and that's something I'm like committing to this year to just like getting over. Like it does not need to be Shakespeare, but it is going to be real and God's going to hear me anyway. So hopefully you'll see that post for me coming soon, but it's just hard again to write about it in like just feelings of, like insecurity or, you know, how do I really get over this when it comes to being who I, I know I am, who I'm destined to be just in front of mm -hmm. other people? Yes. And so I believe that you're definitely going to reach that this year. I know there is a scripture in the Bible and I do not remember where it is right now, but it talks about um, do not be fooled by those who are able to, to spew wise words mm -hmm. um, because, you know, pretty much the Holy Spirit will allow, not even allow, the Holy Spirit will lead you into whatever it is that God has placed on your heart that he wants to share with his people. And so if, if you can just accept that and whatever, you know, avenue you're doing, whether it be a blog, whether it be yoga, whether it be a presentation or a speech, and you just allow the Lord to lead you, you'll sit there and preach God's word. And then you'll look up and yeah. be like, 
oh, Lord, what did I just say? And it doesn't even matter because he spoke through you and basically shared what he wanted those to hear. But That's so awesome. I'm going to look that one up too. Yes, I can't remember where it is, but there is a scripture and it talks about how a lot of people will use, you know, profound words, but their prayers are empty. And so I mm. thought that was just huge. And so I definitely agree with you on that. Um, <laughs> I definitely agree with you. Um, when I started this magazine, I didn't think that anyone would read it and want to, to begin with just because who am I? So, you know, what it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but the Lord has definitely blessed. And I am going to put a shameless plug out there because I interviewed Amber Morrison for January's issue. And she wrote a book that consists of 365 prayers and it's every year. And she says, these are prayers for Stop imperfect it. people. <laughs> Yep. I need that one. Okay. I'm checking out the next or the previous yeah. <laughs> interview thing. I need, I need it. Yep. So she has the previous podcast that we recorded. She's also on the January issue cover. And so I will send you a link to her book in case you want to check it out. But I feel like Please her book do. and your blog will bring so much more people <laughs> comfort when it comes to praying because it's really just a conversation with God. Yes. Yes. You're so true. Like, but I, I think we like think about it as this like perfect thing that needs to come out and like I don't know I just I'm I'm working on getting more comfortable and just like being able to vocalize it and share with other people so I'm gonna look up Amber's book and really try to get my life together girl you and me too <laughs> you are not the only one <laughs> so uh, hopping back into things a little bit, uh, with flow and favor, um, I know you mentioned that you're going to write a, your next blog post or not your next one, but one that you would like to put out about people praying in public when it comes to your prayer life, what does that look like? Yeah. Um, so that's something I've been working on being more intentional about too. Um, so, and it's, it's really interesting because my little sister, she is four years younger, um, and she brought this back to me too, just about like being very intentional about my prayers, because I think I'm a casual prayer, like, um, which is not bad, but I'll be in my car and I'm like, God, like, just give me the strength or, you know, thank you, God. Um, but she was just saying, telling me the importance in her prayer life of just like getting on her knees and praying some days. And I'm like, that is mm -hmm. goals. And I, mm -hmm. right now, that is something I'm going to be very intentional about, just like making the space um, so it is a conversation, but I don't want it to be too casual all the time. And I'm just going to, you know, go back to the basics the way my grandma did it Come on. <laughs> and try to bring that into my life now. I mean, it worked for, it worked for grandma. And it's it like, it, it's funny because everybody's grandma is grandma. It worked for grandma. Yeah. It can work for us. It <laughs> it's so true. Yes. Yes. Well, I definitely see where you're coming from, and I definitely agree with your sister. Once I learned how effective my prayers can be, it was like the world was changed. It was like, I can pray a specific prayer, and it will actually happen. Yes, yes. And so I will definitely be praying for you and your prayer life and for flow of favor and for everything that God <laughs> is doing on you right now in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Of course, it is my pleasure. So you have come such a long way from January until now. What advice would you give someone who may be looking to start a blog or practice yoga or follow in your footsteps? 
Yeah, it's so funny that you hear that. And, and so, like, I would say for blogging, for yoga, people ask about my hair all the time, too. So if you, for those who can't see, um, my hair's lost. I've had lost for, like, six years. And I don't know if it's, like, the social media culture that we live in now, but um, I think it's so easy to come off with, come off as, like, oh, I'm a really good yogi with, like, long locks. But the struggle to get there is super real. And that's what makes it's like my yoga practice or even my hair or my Christian journey just so much greater. So I would like the piece of advice I have for all of that is just like get started. Um, I got stuck in my blogging journey really early on, just like worried about does it look good enough? Is this post good enough? Or just trying to be too perfect. But I realized that I was never going to get started because I was too worried about mm-hmm. how behind I already was, if that makes sense. So it does not matter if you cannot touch your toes, like get started. Like there are yoga classes out there for you. It doesn't matter if you have like a, a Caesar, like if you want locks, get started. We just have to like, again, put our trust in God and like be faithful mm-hmm. and everything and don't hold yourself back because of like things that might make you insecure or question yourself or just unsure about what you can achieve or what this might look like in your life five years from now, you just have to like push forward, put one foot in front of the other and get started. Yes. And that goes perfectly with my favorite scripture. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge him in everything you do and he will guide your path. And so, yes, yes, I am all with you and I love your locks. I always wanted locks, but girl, the commitment has to be there and it is not there for me. <laughs> See, that's what I thought too, but it's, it's almost the exact opposite because I was natural for a few years beforehand and I was just like struggle busting. Like I was not a cute twist out girl. Um, <laughs> I always wanted a cute style. It was, wouldn't happen or I would have a cute twist out one day and then I would go to bed and then wake up and my head would be shaped like my pillow. No. And this is just like the lowest maintenance style. And I just am so appreciative of the fact that it is like versatile enough to like deal with me <laughs> and how, like how crazy it is that I travel or I can only have like four ounces of liquid in my bag when I go through security. Like, oh yeah, lost some care. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, I need to refresh my twist out tonight. So I completely oh. see where you're coming from. <laughs> I do not miss those days. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So uh, speaking on trusting in the Lord, I mentioned my favorite scripture is Proverbs 3, 5, which I just stated, but what is your favorite scripture and why? Hmm. So I'm torn between two. I already mentioned 2 Timothy 1 and 9, but actually my grandma, who we talked about briefly, is like one of the hugest influences of my whole life. Um, But she passed away a few years ago and her favorite scripture, which I actually didn't even know until like it was on her obituary, unfortunately, but was um, Psalm 34. And really, she knew the whole thing. But just like the first verse, like, um, I shall bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's it. Like, that is goals for me. Like, I want to be at the mm-hmm. point where I can be somewhere where, like, the way I'm acting, the way I am, like, just my presence, my words, all of that is just, like, to bless the Lord, like to trust in the Lord, to, mm-hmm. you know, sing his praises um, and to really, you know, just show my reverence and thanks to him. Yes. Tell grandma, I might be stealing her favorite bird. <laughs> goals, goals. I hope one day yeah. I'm going to try to be there, you know? Yes. I love that. I really, really love that. Psalms 34. Let me, hold on. Mm-hmm. Let, me write, let me write this down because I yes, love that. Yes, it's a good one. And 
the first three verses too, I thought you're so easy to learn. Like those are the first ones I ever memorized. Like, um, what is it? I shall bless water all times. Praise shall continually be in my mouth. Um, the the humble shall hear of me. Proud. Gosh, what is that? And then, uh, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Like just, yes. just a pure happiness. And I love it. Yes. Goals. Hashtag goals. Hashtag grandma goals. Yes, grandma. Thank you, yes, grandma. grandma. <laughs> One day. Thank you, grandma. So where, speaking of one day, where do you see your blog in the next five years? Oh my gosh. So I'm also like a huge big picture thinker. So I kind of have to tell myself a lot, like Whitney, relax. Like this does not all need to happen at once. Um, And so there are a few things that I want to be able to share. One thing I'll I'll say like three, just so I keep organized. But one thing I want to be able to share is a little bit about my, um, my intimate relationship with my boyfriend, um, hopefully soon husband. <laughs> we'll see. Come on, um, but <laughs> speak it. <laughs> but you know, two years ago, and he's not big on social media at all. Um, and we actually don't really tell this story too much either. But two years ago, we um, decided that we would take a journey into celibacy together, and um, just like how how much that has done, or what that has just manifested in our relationship has been awesome that being mm-hmm. said he's pretty private so I'm trying to be um thoughtful and what I share on the internet and why we're not gonna do it <laughs> I'm gonna do it you know he's gonna get over it but no um, I definitely yeah. I definitely agree with you on that because I me and my husband did the same thing and actually my husband was a virgin until we got married and so wow yeah and so it sex can complicate things it really can it can mm-hmm. complicate things and so sorry go ahead with your story <laughs> no it can because for us it was almost like the the enemy of intimacy like mm-hmm. just we would we would do it and that was key empty and just like so confused as to why it wasn't like reaping what I thought it would and why I wasn't feeling like I thought but that's a different podcast for a different day but Girl. um <laughs> now you know we have to talk and <laughs> and find other ways to like get to know each other and it's just it's been really really great um so hopefully i'll be able to talk more about that not just about that one aspect but just about like leaving a leading or living in a christ-centered relationship more um another thing i want to like share yoga and it's been so challenging because i'm still not sure what that looks like um because of my travel schedule i can't teach a regular class anymore um or i probably could but then you know, I need to be in town every weekend or make sure that every Saturday morning at the same time I'm free. Um, you know, should I be doing one-off events? Mm-hmm. Can I be doing that more via Instagram? Like, how can I really bring people to a yoga mat in a way that is going to help them just, like, find wholeness, find um, conversation with themselves and with God and just, like, to be in a place where they don't have to feel. But one other thing I really want to work on is just, like, how do I, how can I use what I'm passionate about, use like what I care about, the person I am to try to find financial independence, right? Because my current job is killing me. Um, and I know, I know there are ways. And it's so funny because I was talking to one of my best friends from college about like, you know, what does it mean to be Instagram famous anyway? And like, you know, I, I'm personally not willing to like do yoga naked or <laughs> like in a bikini to try to get followers. So just like, how do I? stay aligned to what 
I know it's true for me or what I want to be true in my mm-hmm. life and in my future, but also like find a way to make it more of my life mm-hmm. or in a position where it can be more of my life by like reaping some financial benefit at the same time. So we'll figure that out. Hopefully, hopefully in five years, I can tell you the answer. Okay. Well, I will come back to you in five years. So <laughs> be careful what you say. <laughs> Cause Please, do. Please do. Um, so awesome. And as far as, you know, on your blog, you have a 30 by 30 list uh, of 30 things you want to do before you're 30. How's that going for you? Struggle. So um, <laughs> it was really, really good coming up with a list though, because I, I want to be more intentional about like what I'm doing every day. And I'm going to be 27 in like a month, a month and like a few days. So for me, it's like, okay, like the time is really winding down on things that I need to get together. So um, the 30 by 30 list, like some of them are things that I really could live without if I didn't do with their by 30, like, okay, going to like a Michelin star restaurant, but other things like I've been kind of putting off for a while. So um, I have never been a runner. And when I was a child, I had really, really bad asthma. Um, and I had just been in this mindset of like, oh, I have asthma. I can't run. And then I ran my first 5k like last year and I was like, okay, I can do mm-hmm. that. And so now on my 30 by 30 list is running a half marathon, but girl, 13, 21 miles. I don't know if this is a plan for me, but I need to actually start working toward it. Right. So it's like a huge goal that I can't, something I absolutely can't do right now, but if I could do it in three years, it'd be transformative. Um, but I need to, you know, start getting together or start pursuing uh, more of those, those check marks as the time goes on. Well, you know what? I am a runner and I've run my entire life, but I've never done a marathon mm-hmm. and it's on my bucket list. So uh, if you want to be accountability partners, we will look up yes. a marathon in the next three years. Well, half marathon. Let's start with that. Yeah, I'm going to run the half. I'm going to run the half. <laughs> no, we can start with that and just hold each other accountable. That'd be awesome. <laughs> awesome. And so we're going to wrap things up a little bit. Um, so Iron Wifey is the magazine, the podcast, whatever the Lord leads it to be. Um, but our motto is derived from Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, which states, as iron sharpens iron, one friend sharpens a friend. So our motto is, as iron sharpens iron, one woman sharpens another. What do you think of when you hear that phrase? Man, it makes me think of like reaching as you climb and or reaching back as you climb and just making sure that like you are showing up to be your best self, but also showing up to help someone else be their best self. Mm-hmm. And even like us talking about being accountability partners for running or something super random. It just is truly inspiring and exciting to hear that, um, you know, we're, we're at a space or at a time where we can just like truly be supportive of each other and be, know that I can be the best version of myself and you can be the best version of yourself at the same time. And those things are not like mutually exclusive and I should not be threatened about you being your best self because I want, like people who are their best selves in my circle too, because you guys are going to continue to make me better. So I love that. Yes. And I love your interpretation of it. Like, (laughs) yes, (laughs) I can just, I that's all I can say is just, yes. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so uh, our goal as Iron Wifey is to sharpen other women in Christ. So Whitney, how do you sharpen other women in Christ? Yeah. So I think just, again, pushing past my fear and my insecurity and sharing um, 
despite my hesitations and just like the the DMs that I've gotten or the comments or the responses I've gotten to things that I was really, really nervous about posting have been awesome. And I'm like, if there is any way that what I say or like talking through my struggle or my growth or my journey can help someone else. And like, I'm going to keep doing it because it's worth it. Yes, it is definitely worth it. So Whitney, I just want to thank you for taking the time out. No, thank you. Just talk to me today. I really, really appreciate it. For those who are listening, where can they find you? Yes, so um, I'm, well, my blog is flowandfavor.com. Um, and when you come and visit, you'll see more posts. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> bear with me. Um, and I'm also on Instagram at um, Whit- Whitney. It's so hard to explain, but it's basically <laughs> W-H-I-T-W-H-I-T-N-A-Y. I think it really, it's been my Instagram name for the longest. Um, and I've thought about, you know, switching it over to Flow and Favor too, but I want this to just be like my fullest, silliest self and like my mm-hmm. day-to-day activity. So find me there. Yes. And so thank you so much. Is there anything else that you would like to share? Just again, thank you. Um, Just even taking this time to like speak and converse with somebody else who's like-minded and aligned. It's just really, really encouraging and like what I need to go into a good weekend and be productive and focused on what I want to get done in the weeks to come. Yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate you tuning in with us. Uh, Again, you guys, you guys are listening to a sharpening session with Whitney Holman, and this is Iron Wifey. Whitney, thank you. Thank you.